What do you think about sex and sexuality? Today is September 20th, and as Randy says, let's find out together how to have a biblical view of sexuality. Let's be honest. Many Christians don't like to talk about sex and sexuality in church. For some reason, we think that God is against sex and sexual desires, that God doesn't care about our sexual lives, that it's too shameful to talk about sex and sexuality in church. So either we just don't talk about it, we're silent, or we just focus on how to manage our sexual sin. However, Culture loves to talk about sexuality, and in fact, our culture idolizes sex and encourages all forms of sexual expression, sexual exploration, and freedom to help you mature as a person and to find fulfillment and happiness. When we really take time to think deeper, though, about what we believe about sex and gender, marriage, singleness, and all these other issues, within this broader category of sexuality, it's really important to weed out the beliefs that we've absorbed into our thinking from our culture, which includes church culture, as well as beliefs that come from our own ideas and feelings about our sexuality. Over the next five days, I want to share with you five building blocks from Dr. Julie Slattery's book, Rethinking Sexuality. And I think it can help us re really rethink sexuality and form a foundation for a biblical understanding of sexuality on which we can confidently build our lives as we follow Jesus and his plans for us. So today we're gonna to start with building block number one, what you think about sex begins with what you believe about God. What do you believe about God? Who is God? Is God trustworthy? What role does he play in your life and creation? Who decides what is right and wrong? Who decides what is good and bad? How we answer questions like these determines whether God has authority in our lives or whether we claim authority for ourselves in our lives. If we say that we're followers of, followers of Jesus, then he must be the authority in our lives. We must trust that he is the source of truth and morality. We align our beliefs and our lives according to his design for sex and our sexuality. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. We must love the Lord with our whole selves and submit to his authority over all of our lives. And that includes our sexuality. And Dr. Slattery points out three beliefs that are particularly important when it comes to having a biblical view of sexuality. First, God created our sexuality. Because of this truth, God defines our sexuality, not us. And health and wholeness can only be found within his design. The second thing is that God's love for us doesn't mean that he ignores our sin. He actually saves us from it. God loves us just as we are, but he doesn't accept us just as we are. Our sin, and that includes any kind of sin, not just sexual sin, but that sin is offensive to him as a holy and just God. 
Dr. Slattery says, to believe that Jesus' love compels us to redefine human brokenness as healthy or human sin as a moral option is nothing short of heresy. If our sin were as benign as we make it sound, then Jesus Christ didn't have to suffer and die. He loved sinners, but he never affirmed or marginalized their sin. Instead, he loved them by providing a way to be pure and holy. Even as he loved and forgave, he said, go and sin no more. The third point is that Jesus is not boss, Jesus is Lord. Now, while we like to explain Jesus as the boss of our lives to kids when we want them to understand that God has authority in our lives, that analogy actually falls kind of short. A boss only has authority over us during the time that we spend at work or over the projects and things that we do in our job. But outside of that work time, the, our boss doesn't really get a say in how we choose to live the rest of our lives. Unfortunately, that's also how we treat Jesus when it comes to our sexuality. Um, we'd say that he has authority over a certain part of our lives, but not over that part of our lives. Um, and so we tend to maintain our own authority when it comes to our sexuality and, and how we live out uh, our sexual desires and choices. But if Jesus truly is our Lord, then our attitude of submission to him isn't just during a certain part of the day or time period or certain areas of our lives. Like a boss, he is Lord over all areas of our lives 24-7, and that includes his authority over our sexuality. Now in Luke 6, Jesus wraps up some pretty controversial teachings, and he asks this question. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Then he goes on to tell a story about two men, one who builds a house on a deep foundation of solid rock, and another man who builds his house directly on the ground without a foundation. What happened when the floodwaters came? The house without a solid foundation collapsed into a heap of ruins, while the house on solid foundation stood firm. Our world is full of confusing and shifting messages and beliefs, especially about sexuality. Building your life on feelings and shifting cultural trends and beliefs is not going to lead to a life of freedom and flourishing. <clears throat> Eventually, it's going to collapse into a heap of ruins. But building your life on Jesus Christ and His truth, which we can find in God's Word, the Bible, it's going to give us a solid foundation that's going to weather any storm, any cultural trend, any feelings or emotions that are constantly changing. So the question for today is, will you submit to God's authority in all areas of your life? And will you trust him? Have a great day.